Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Word Balloon, the comic book conversation show. John Sutris here. We got breaking news for you today because Marvel had a press conference earlier in the day uh, wrapping up Avengers standoff and uh, promoting uh, Captain America Steve Rogers number one, which is coming up at the end of uh, May. And uh, we got Nick Spencer, the writer, on, and Tom Brevoort, the editor, Chris Delandro leading a Marvel press conference. And uh, this was a lot of fun, as it always is. Uh, Nick gave some good insight as to what we can expect in the Steve Rogers book. What does it mean for the character and uh, some of the potential dangers he'll be facing in the months ahead? And uh, it was great to uh, hear from everybody and go around the horn, get a chance to ask a couple questions. I got to ask two questions, which was fine for me. And uh, this is terrific because uh, they talk a bit about the uh, Free Comic Book Day book that's coming up. And uh, I just felt that this would be uh, very timely and wanted to get it out as soon as possible. I'm constantly on the run. The day job's got me going. I'm on another special project that uh, we'll be talking about on Word Balloon in the weeks and months ahead. But uh, I was happy to uh, make time to uh, put out this very special uh, bulletin on uh, the progress of Captain America. Steve Rogers, he's no longer 90. What does it mean for him? Civil War and the rest of the uh, really uh, recently revamped Marvel Universe. We find out from Nick Spencer and Tom Brevoort in this Marvel press conference. Let's turn things over now to Chris Delandro as we begin this episode of Word Balloon. So we are uh, just 24 hours, just over 24 hours removed from the ending of Avengers Standoff, which which Nick wrote for us. Um, uh, and there are a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting table setting done uh, at the end. There's a lot, you know, new teams, uh, some new characters, some big status quo shifts. Um, but I think we can all pretty much agree that the, the biggest thing to come out of Avengers Standoff is uh, Steve Rogers is no longer an old man. Uh, he's back in action as Captain America. He's got a new shield. He's got a new costume. And most importantly, he's got a brand new series. It's going to be starting in May. Uh, it's called Captain America, Steve Rogers. Um, you're going to get your first taste of it next weekend on Free Comic Book Day. And then the first issue will drop later in May on May 25th. Um, Today with me, I have uh, Nick Spencer, the writer, to talk about it, and I have Tom Brevoort, our illustrious editor. Um, so thank you guys very much for chatting with us today. So, Nick, I'll start with you. Um, you know, Steve hasn't really been gone uh, from the scene very long. He hasn't really been active, um, but he's been bopping around the Marvel Universe. Um, how, how does the return to him being sort of an active, out-in-the-field kind of hero How's that affecting him, and what is sort of the status quo coming out of standoff as we go into the new series? Yeah, Steve is, is faced with some, some pretty major challenges right out of the gate. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a, he's undergone some major changes in life. Uh, you know, it's a physical transformation, uh, a mental transformation, an emotional transformation. Uh, so he's got to readjust. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's got to, you know, he's got to, uh, uh, you know, deal with being a young man again on one level. And then in the world around him, uh, things have hardly been, uh, worse than they are now. Obviously we're on the precipice of civil war two, uh, but also the red skull has taken the reins of Hydra and has built them into something, uh, very terrifying, something uh, a lot more direct and a lot more brutal than we've seen from Hydra in a long time. Uh, Baron Zemo is still out there. Uh, at the end of standoff, we saw that he was trekking through the Himalayas with uh, Dr. Selvig as his prisoner, 
uh, and he's got big dreams. Uh, so Steve is, is, is facing it from all sides. There's, there's chaos within S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, obviously, Maria Hill is about to undergo a secret tribunal uh, for her actions in Pleasant Hill. Uh, so, yeah, he's, 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 he's faced with, with problems on all sides. You, know, you, you mentioned Zemo and you mentioned Red Skull, and, and it's been a while since we've seen both of them. It seems sort of a, a return to a, a classic uh, cap rogues gallery um, as we open the book. And, and, you know, you've got a new sort of stronger Hydra. What can we sort of expect from that going in? You mentioned, you mentioned a more direct threat coming from that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, one of the thrills of this book is, is obviously getting to – uh, play with that classic Cap Rogues Gallery, and, and particularly Zemo and the Red Skull, but also Crossbones and Sin, and just all the characters that you uh, that you associate with Steve Rogers as Captain America. Obviously, over in Sam's book, uh, you know we've been uh, looking at some concepts that uh, have been on the shelf a little longer, and uh, you know the villains there are either newer or uh, ones that, that that have been MIA for some time. So. Uh, to to get to deal with those with those classic uh, you know big deal bad guys is is, is a real thrill for me. You know, just a, a quick follow up to to that, Tom. I mean, we've seen Red Skull in Uncanny Avengers, and Steve's been sort of um, a part of that book. Now that he's restored, is that kind of how, how does that affect the Uncanny Avengers title? Um, well, it's 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 going to give them one more person to punch and hit people, <laughs> as opposed to just standing there and pointing and saying. Go punch and hit that guy. Um, it also, I mean, it'll it'll have a, an effect of, on the dynamic of that book a little bit in that, uh, at least of of late, uh, you know, that's that's uh, that's been a team where Rogue has kind of uh, taken the point position as the leader of the team, at least out in the field, uh, and especially now with uh, with Cable hanging around, who also tends to be a fairly alpha male. Uh, introducing, uh, uh, you know, a fully rejuvenated Captain America into that mix uh, means that there are maybe more chiefs at the table than is good for the table. Um, Nick, you mentioned you mentioned the Sam book. Uh, you're going to be continuing on um, writing the Sam Wilson title as well as the Steve Rogers title. Um, and Sam's going to continue on as Captain America as well. He's got sort of the, he's got the classic shield. Um, he's going by Captain America. Um, you know, right from the jump, he was a very different kind of Captain America than than Steve ever was. Um, so now that you're sort of handling both titles, how do you see how do you see the difference between the two? What's it like writing for the two different titles? How's that working for you? Well, I think that the the strength of Sam's story has always been in the contrast. It's, it's always been uh, in showing how Sam as Cap would be treated differently, and uh, how the view, how the world would view him differently, and how he might encounter resistance and controversy uh, that Steve might not, and that his approach, uh, you know, and his beliefs uh, might somewhat encourage that. So. Actually, getting Steve back in the costume um, really benefits Sam's story because now that contrast has never been clearer. Um, you know, you'll see in Sam Wilson Captain America Nine, which is sort of a standoff epilogue. Uh, you know, Steve has news of Steve's return has been uh, greeted with open arms by the public. They're, they're they're thrilled to have him back, and Sam is trying to figure out his place 
uh, now that Steve is back and trying to figure out if, if he should continue. And uh, that's something that he's going to struggle with for a while to come. So, uh, yeah, so, so there was a lot of great drama to mine in having both of them as Captain America at the same time. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, about your artist uh, on the book, Jesus Saiz. Uh, am I pronouncing that correct? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, who who drew uh, some of Standoff, and, you know, Tom, when we talked about Standoff initially, you had said that Jesus was going to continue on to the Steve book before uh, before we had even announced it. Um, and, you know, you've, been, you've edited a lot of Captain America. Um, what what sort of uh, attracted you to, to him for the project? Well, uh, you know, initially, uh, you know, the most honest answer I can give is that, you know, Jesus uh, stylistically is not that far removed from Daniel Acuna, who has been drawing uh, the, the Sam book. So I was kind of looking for somebody who would be in the same kind of general ballpark. They're not the same artist. They're not the same sure. guy. But they do everything, pencil and color, uh, package to plate work. Uh, so we were kind of looking around for folks, uh, you know, who were sort of in that same sort of, of vein. Uh, but really, and people say this sort of thing all the time, but uh, you will see in this case that it is actually genuine when you see the Free Comic Book Day and when you see Steve One. Uh, Jesus Saiz took a real uh, leap forward. Uh, whether it's just he's energized to be at Marvel or be on Captain America or he understands, you know, being a part of uh, Standoff and such. The Standoff issue he did, uh, a good example of this, his work has never looked better. He is he is Absolutely. bringing the, the total package to this. Uh, so I look, I look pretty yeah. smart having put him on Captain America uh, even before that based on what he had been doing. Uh, so I think he's really, uh, you know, taken up the ball and, both hands, uh, and is running with it, and is ready to run with it. And Nick, for you, what's it, what's it sort of like working with him versus, uh, well, just in general, and then sort of working versus working with Daniel on the sandbook? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm blessed to be working with really phenomenal artists on these books right now. Uh, you know, both Daniel and Jesus are uh, doing a phenomenal job, um, you know, and we've been working together for a while now, it feels like. And so it's, it's, it's nice when you get into those rhythms and, um, you know, you, you can sort of, uh, imagine what they're going to do with the page and, and, uh, uh, you know, kind of get to know each other uh, a little better. So, uh, I, I feel like it's really clicking. I mean, we, we've been kind of going through the first, uh, uh, Steve, Steve Rogers, Captain America issue this week. And, uh, like Tom saying, I mean, it's just, it's gorgeous work. Like, uh, he can do, a uh, my, my favorite thing about Jesus is he can, he can do a seven panel page that really feels like a four panel page. Um, just a really nice use of space, really strong layout skill. You know, the pages just never feel cramped. Uh, you know, and I put a lot of words on them. So, uh, that's not always, uh, you know, that's not always the easiest thing for an artist. So, um, I'm really loving working with him. And, and Daniel is just, he's one of my favorite artists. He's, uh, you know, somebody that I've been a big fan of for years. And I was so excited to get to work with him uh, on Sam's book. And, and it's, it's, it's great to have him back over there. We're, we're working on the next arc of Sam Wilson right now. And, and uh, you know, he's just, he is one of the best.
Yeah, we 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 uh, had shown some of Jesus's pages uh, or a page from the Free Comic Book Day, but you guys are getting in. Uh, I sent along to Mark today. It's some of the first pages from uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, number one. You could sort of see that that strong layout and 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 all that in those pages we showed. He's got a real great eye for for action. Um, I also included in that art uh, art pack was a cover from July uh, for Captain America, Steve Rogers, number four. Uh, by Aaron Cooter. So starting in July, uh, you're going to be tying Steve, the Steve Rogers book into Civil War II. Um, and I wanted to hear from you a little bit about, about that, um, sort of especially where you see Steve, uh, Sam, uh, Steve, sorry, excuse me, Steve in the conflict, but um, consider, especially considering he was sort of a leader on, on one of the sides in the original Civil War, um, so now going into Civil War II, how does that affect him? Uh, does he feel sort of pressure to choose a side, is, is, especially considering, you know, there's probably a lot of weight to which side Captain America falls on? Yeah, exactly. Steve is very much aware of, uh, you know, uh, the impact his taking a side would have on the conflict. And his bigger desire is to end the fighting. Uh, you know, Steve's, Steve's position uh, is that there should not be a second civil war. He knows better than anybody the cost of these kinds of fights. Um, you know, he is determined uh, to prevent it. Um, and so that's really his position. He's trying to be Switzerland. Um, you know, now it may not be that easy as it goes on. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to be challenging for him to remain on the sidelines. But, uh, you know, Steve's position is, we're heroes. We should be working together. Uh, you know, we if 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 we're divided like this, things are going to fall apart. Um, and that's what he's trying to get through to both Tony and to Carol. Maybe he's selfish and just doesn't want to die again. Maybe uh, you know he's, he's like I'm not falling for that again. <laughs> like I'm, uh, <laughs> he's hiding behind Carol. <laughs> exactly. People with Captain have a bad track record in these Civil Wars. Exactly. Away the ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, before uh, you know, before we open it up to press questions, um, I know you guys are, are working on on sort of the first arc, and, and there's not really a lot we want to give away. But is there anything I sort of missed that you want to touch on as as Steve One approaches? Um, I don't know. Just the, uh, I guess, just the fact that it's. Uh, I think it's easy to, and, and, and people sort of knee-jerk towards this to begin with, as soon as this was announced on the, the ABC special, that the, the Steve book is coming back, and therefore the Sam book you know, is either irrelevant or its days are numbered or, or what have you. And uh, you know, the one message I want to get out to people is that that's not really the case, um, that uh, we are going to have two books with two characters. They are going to proceed. Uh, into the foreseeable future, um, and and they're both relevant and both relevant to one another and both relevant to the larger Marvel universe. There's stuff that's cooking in both of them that uh, will uh, will impact on your reading life uh, in the future. Uh, and uh, you know, I've said this in the past. I was saying this for a while on New Avengers a couple of years ago, and people didn't necessarily always listen to me. Uh, and, you know, we saw how that worked out. So, uh, you know, legitimately the stuff that's going on in Sam Wilson uh, is just as important as the stuff that's going on in Steve Rogers. 
uh, and all of it, uh, it will be very important, uh, you know, before you know it. Yeah, and I think, Tom, it's, it's interesting you point that out. I remember when we announced um, that Sam Wilson was going to take over as Captain America, everyone said we were going to take him out of the costume before, you know, Avengers Age of Ultron came out. So now you get to, you get to say, told you so. He's still, he's still Captain yeah, well, America. Yeah, but the thing is, though, is now, now they just say, well, you took him out before Cap Civil War came out. And the, the real answer is, anytime you bring you would bring Steve back, there'd be something going on that you'd be able to say, oh, well, you just did it because of that. You know, what we really did it for is because it was the 75th anniversary. Uh, and in fact, yeah. that was Nick specifically. Like, I wasn't really ready to, to bring him back this early initially. I, was, I would have been happy to have kept him older for a little longer. But it was Nick that made the argument, and I think it was a valid and a correct argument, that for Cap's 75th, Steve should, should be vital again. Steve can't be a, a sideliner in his own 75th anniversary. So that convinced me to, to go ahead with the, with the story as, as uh, Nick laid it out. Well, Nick, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because you, I know... Just, I know just, to, just, just that no one, no one will ever believe that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we, 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 you know, we've said it a million times, but every time I do a show or whatever, people are still, uh, you know, people are still uh, convinced that that was handed down. And it really was. It was my idea completely. I, I felt like the 75th was, uh, you know, something that we couldn't pass up and, uh, you know, that that was really the moment to do it. And, um, you know, and that there was a lot of great story to be had uh, in having two Captain Americas and, and that Sam is very much a central uh, part of the Captain America story that we're telling and, and that, uh, you know, we have big plans for him that there's absolutely, in the same way that nobody believed, uh, that that had nothing to do with the movie. Nobody believes that there's not like a drawdown plan for Sam now, and there really isn't. There, there are long-term plans there. So, great. Um, so, I mean, that's that's all the stuff I have. Um, but I want to open it up to to some press questions, and and we'll go around. We we got some time, so we'll probably go around at least twice. Um, so let's start with uh, Marvel.com. Yeah, uh, with. Both Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson continuing as uh, uh, Captain America. What's going to be the relationship between the two of them? Yeah, they're. I mean, they've they've repaired their friendship, um, you know, and 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 put their differences aside. I mean, that was a big part of what Sam Wilson Captain America Eight was all about. Is uh, you know, the two of them, uh, the two of them have ever since we 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 showed the rift. Uh, you know, back in the second issue of, of Sam's book, you know, we've shown that both characters aren't entirely comfortable with the distance and, and that, you know, they, they both had regrets about how it all played out. And uh, so, you know, I think they're both very eager to work together again, and, and uh, they're very much going to be a part of each other's books and stories. Uh, you know, Steve shows up in, in, uh, in Sam Wilson, Captain America 9, uh, Sam will be showing up in uh, Steve's book uh, in fairly short order. So, you know, it's it's a thing where um, uh, they're all in each other's orbits quite a bit, you know, and the, the same is true of Bucky. And, uh, you know, these characters are sort of reconnected as a result of uh, standoff, and, and they're going to be, uh, uh, you know, spending a lot more time together. CBR. 
Yeah, the solicitation for the first issue talks about, like, Cap has a new team. I was wondering if you could talk about some of the supporting players in Steve's book. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Sharon Carter is a big part of the book. Um, you know, she is moving up the ranks of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, a, you know, and is uh, uh, heading up Steve's mission force. Um, Rick Jones, uh, you know, who has been the Whisperer and uh, obviously leaked some major S.H.I.E.L.D. secrets, uh, is sort of uh, serving out his sentence for that uh, by helping Cap's team. Uh, and then, you know, I think... I think we're oh, keeping it, the others. Hold it, hold it back. Hold it back. Don't yeah. give it up. I think, Don't give I it think up. we're keeping. <laughs> I think we're keeping some others uh, under wraps. But there's some. There's some. Uh, some faces popping up uh, that I, I'm really excited about. Be in the pages of Steve Rogers number one. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Look at that. The writer was willing to to to, to drop some stuff. That was. I was, I was, I was about <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I and I and I can see the impulse because yeah. you know it's it's uh, yeah, but I think uh, <laughs> I think better, better. Let, let people get yeah. there on their own. Exactly, exactly. This is after like you know ages. I'm constantly pestering Tom about like anybody that that saw like anybody that remembers the like initial standoff stuff. Uh, you know, I, I I didn't want anybody to know anything. Uh, you know about, about that story, so um, it just wants to be like six asterisks. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> but clearly, clearly, I'm not listening to my own advice. Uh, Newsarama. So I'm going to piggyback off that question a little bit. Um, in Sam Wilson, we've seen him kind of start working with a, a new Falcon, who's a, a mutate. Um, will Steve get a new partner, a new Bucky, perhaps, or, or someone else who's kind of helping him uh, in the field? Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I think what I can say is, uh, you know, Steve has some big missions in front of him and uh, can use all the help that he can get. So uh, how's, how's that for being uselessly vague? <laughs> <laughs> IGN. But one of the other big developments from uh, standoff this week is that there's a lot of uh, turmoil in S.H.I.E.L.D. now in the aftermath of the whole Pleasant Hill situation, and it looks like uh, Maria Hill might be out of a job soon. So are we going to see the, the state of S.H.I.E.L.D. explored in the two Captain America books, and are you building towards a new director of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, it's, a, it's a major storyline in Steve's book uh, that Maria Hill has finally been written up. You know, like she, she's finally... Uh, being held accountable, she's she has uh, stacked the deck of the World Security Council and and uh, you know installed folks who are uh, very favorable to her and uh, you know she's a great Machiavellian politician in that sense. But uh, obviously the things that happened in Pleasant Hill uh, and the COVID program in general uh, were sort of a new level of risk taking. Uh, for Maria, and they're clearly not happy. So, uh, yeah, the trial of Maria Hill is a is a big is a big story for us. Yeah, and you'll see that not just in in uh, you know Steve Cap and Sam Cap, but also uh, you know, different aspects of it in in Agents of Shield, uh, and also some stuff in New Avengers. So that that'll be a story that plays out in a bunch of different places in a bunch of different ways. Uh, comicbook.com. 
Yeah, I was wondering, uh, one of the other things from standoff was that we have a new Quasar now. I wonder if you could tell us, I know you don't want to say too much, but what her relationship to these Captain Americas will be and if she will be showing up in a supporting role. She is going to have a major role to play, not just in uh, the in in the Captain America books, but in the broader Marvel universe uh, over the next year or two. Like she's a major character. That's uh, the the thing that that was tough about uh, you know getting the word out yesterday is. Um, uh, obviously it's exciting to have a new Quasar, but where she fits in the Marvel universe and, uh, you know, what's, what, what she's going to have to deal with and, and some of the things that are going to happen with her are going to be really big deal stories. Uh, so yeah, so you'll definitely see her, uh, in, in the Captain America books. Uh, but there are, uh, big plans for her all around. Uh, word balloon. Nick, where is uh, Steve's head coming off of uh, all these life-changing experiences going from an old man back to his vital self? Are we going to see that play out in the first couple issues? Yeah, definitely. He's, you know, he's, 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 he's spun around a bit. He's a little out of sorts. Uh, you know, that's, that's the term that he uses. Is, um, it's a major transformation, and I didn't want to make sure that that uh, sort of skipped by, that... Um, you know, going from a young man to a 90-year-old man back to a young man has got to be enormously disorienting. Uh, Steve has always been kind of older in his own skin, um, you know, and has always sort of been a man out of time. And so in some ways, the 90-year-old uh, might have felt more comfortable, um, you know, and uh, he might have acclimated to that a little better than people realized and might have uh, you know, made his peace with certain things, and now to be kind of thrust back in into the fray and and to be a young man again is is it's 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 a chance to kind of reconnect with that classic Captain America vibe of of, of a man out of time and uh, you know a man trying to adjust uh, to changes around him. So so yeah, so I I I saw the parallel there. And, you know, we're trying to play him up. Is it going to impact some of his uh, relationships as well with uh, the people you're putting in the book? Absolutely. I mean, one thing that happened here is is Sharon is still, you know, uh, she she was nothing happened to Sharon, um, you know. So so Sharon is is much older than him physically now. So uh, you know, it's um, uh, you know he's got to deal with the fact that. If, before this, uh, you know, they were very much uh, living a life of kind of um, quasi-retirement of sorts, um, you know, certainly not being quite as on the front lines. And, um, you know, they were they were looking at, 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 at being old together, um, you know, in those twilight years together. And now they're in very different places in life. So uh, that's, that's obviously going to be, uh, you know, something that we're going to deal with a lot in the book. Yeah, will uh, Steve have any upcoming encounters with the Thunderbolts by any chance? Obviously, there's a new Thunderbolts team out there led by Bucky with a lot of the residents of uh, Pleasant Hill and and who are also classic Thunderbolts members. Uh, And again, um, 
you know, Bucky and Steve have very much reconnected. And, and so it's a very safe bet uh, that uh, they will be uh, interacting quite a bit. And, um, you know, the other thing that I would say is that that book, which is also spinning out a standoff, uh, it's going to be really fantastic. Um, and if, if, if people sleep on that one, they'll really regret it because they'll, they'll be digging back uh, through it at certain points because some of the things that are happening there are going to be very important uh, to the larger story that we're telling. I should also point out the first issue of Thunderbolts is out next week. So you got the standoff finale this week, and then you'll have a new Thunderbolts number one by Jim Zub and John Mallon and Matt Yaki uh, next week. So you won't have to wait too long. Um, uh, CBR. Uh, so far, Captain America Sam Wilson has been a very political book. Uh, Fox News certainly thinks so. Um, I was wondering, how does how do you view Captain America Steve Rogers as maybe politically different from what you're doing with the Sam Wilson book? You know, I remember, first of all, I never really say political uh, with it, because I, I don't necessarily think that it's, it's political. I do think, I do think that the book is, 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 that Sam's book is very topical. Um, and I, I went in when we first announced the Steve book, I was like, there's not going to be any of that in the Steve book. And, uh, you know, so if, if you're, if you're hating that, don't worry. I've, I've got, I've got 20 pages carved out with none of it. And that's turned out to be completely untrue. Um, <laughs> and there's, 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 a, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in, in particularly in the Red Skull's new message and approach, uh, and in the face of this new Hydra. Uh, how it operates uh, in particular is, is going to pose some very tough questions uh, to both Steve and to S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so there are, there, it's a different, there, there are different kinds of issues, um, you know, but uh, there, is still, there is still, I think, a, a nice uh, topical strain to the story, which to me, that that's just a fundamental part of of where Captain America takes you, right? To me, that's just a, a huge part of the appeal of of the book, uh, a huge part of the character's history, um, and so I think it's a tough thing to avoid. But yeah, these are very different kinds of issues. I mean, I I, I almost think that in in Sam's book, we deal a lot with what you might call domestic issues, or, or you know what you might call. Uh, you know, civil issues and, and cultural issues. And, uh, Steve's book is, has a lot more questions about security. Uh, you know, it has a lot more questions about uh, uh, freedom versus safety and, um, uh, you know, questions about the kinds of lines that, you, that you'd be willing to cross uh, when lives are at stake. So, we know that Steve, as you said, is going to be Switzerland in Civil War II. He's going to be trying to broker a peace between Tony and uh, and Carol. But and what's going to happen? If, I beg your pardon. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, what's going to happen when when Sam finds himself on one of the other side of that conflict? Are they going to be back at odds or? Will that sway where Steve lies? Uh, no, because, uh, you know, and maybe this is giving away a little too much, but uh, Sam's, uh, Sam's approach as Cap is not, is not changing because Steve is back. And Steve has really made his peace with it. You know, 
he does not view his role as telling Sam how to do his job. And, uh, you know, as far as Steve is concerned, he gave Sam that shield. Uh, you know, he trusted him, uh, you know, with the role. And from there, it's Sam's to do what he sees fit. And so, uh, if anything, you know, Steve is, is a little uh, worried that he's, that he's uh, you know, taking Sam's spotlight. And, you know, it, it was Sam's idea uh, to share the role. And, um, you know, it was, it was, that was Sam's, that was Sam's decision. Uh, you know, Steve, when he was de-aged, uh, you know, it, it felt completely the opposite. He, he just thought he was going to go off and do something else. So, uh, so no, it, 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 the, the two are very much a piece with Sam's more activist take on the job and, um, you know, Sam in that kind of position is is going to take a clearer. Uh, it's going to take a. a it's going to. It's going to make a clearer choice in the Civil War. Hi, Jen. One of the things I've liked about your uh, Captain America work so far is your willingness to be a little silly with the material. Whether <laughs> stuff like bring back Cap Wolf or Craven having a tea party or whatever. <laughs> are we going to? Are you going to be? taking a similar approach with the new Steve Rogers series? There was just, like, a fair amount of, of jokes in the first issue, I think. Like, like um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, that's, that's just kind of my voice. And, and um, you know, I, I, I find that I enjoy the books better and that people seem to like the books better when I, you know, make sure to throw in a, 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 a few, a few laughs. So, uh, I would say Steve's book probably has a little less than 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 Sam's, but um, at least at the outset, I mean, you never know. Yeah, you know, three issues, three issues in, it, it could be nothing but cap wolf, nothing but uh, pies in the face, uh, <laughs> and, you know, tearing down your pants. Exactly. But, but uh, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's it's uh, you know, it's not that the the, that the situations or the the, the stakes or the issues are, are not serious, but it is sort of like if, if you're nothing but that all the time, uh, boy, that can get uh, heavy and or dull fast. Uh, you know, so so the, the, the fact that there's, you know, a good strain of, of uh, humor, uh, you know, helps to make the characters lively, makes the reading experience have a little more bounce and, and pop, uh, and provides you with a little more contrast to uh, the actual weighty uh, material that metaphorically is the the you know the bedrock under all the stories that are being done. Uh, com. Yeah, you talked a little bit about the political differences between Steve and Sam's books. I was wondering if there would be uh, noticeable tonal or structural differences in the stories you're trying to tell between the two. I think the books have pretty distinct vibes. I think the books the books certainly feel different. Um, I mean, obviously they've got the same writer, so you'll be, I think you'll you'll see the connection points and everything. Uh, but yeah, looking at looking at finished issues and stuff. I, I mean, uh, there's 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 definitely a different approach in certain ways, and. Um, uh, you know, we were just talking about uh, there's a slight humor differential. There's 
different uh, different kinds of broader issues are being discussed. Uh, and these are very different characters. They have they have very different voices. They view being Captain America very differently, and they're in very different places in their lives. Uh, so I, I think the books are pretty distinct. So that was that was a big goal for us. I know is 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 making sure that um, you know the 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 the, the the, the two books offered you two very different kinds of Captain America stories um, so that, you know, everybody kind of can gravitate towards which, whatever they prefer or hopefully, uh, you know, read them both because I, I think that if you read them both, those connection points uh, really will sing. I think that that's, that's when, you'll, when you'll have a lot of fun with it. Uh, word balloon. Tom, uh, bigger question. Uh, a lot of the original hero versus a legacy hero's point of view is obviously playing out in the Captain America books. And you've got a lot of other legacy and uh, former original heroes operating at the same time. I know Civil War II will likely add to the differences between uh, the points of views of the original heroes and their legacies. Are there more stories coming this year that will head on address the differences between these original heroes and the legacy versions? Um, I, I think that there'll certainly be some, simply because, you know, there is a whole new strata of characters, you know, who are, uh, you know, effectively legacy characters, whether that's Miles Morales as Spider-Man or whether that's Kamala Khan as, as Ms. Marvel or whether that's Amadeus Cho as the, the Hulk. Um, you know, uh, or Kate Bishop is Hawkeye. Yeah, we, we, we suddenly seem to be in a world where we have a lot of these. Uh, and so whether individually within their own titles, within larger super stories like Civil War II, um, or, you know, within the, the places where they naturally get together, like all the all different Avengers, uh, I think it's only, it's only natural and only reasonable uh, that you're going to see uh, some degree of compare and contrast uh, you know, between uh, one generation of a particular type of superhero and the next, uh, and that's kind of hopefully what what makes the characters interesting, both these new young iterations uh, and the more uh, established, uh, tried and true characters. Uh, it's not really something that we sat down to do particularly. Uh, it's something that kind of happened <laughs> as we told a bunch of stories. Um, you know, and we've so we, we've ended up in a world where we have two of a lot of things. Uh, so maybe it's good that we have a civil war where we're going to have guys fight one another, because uh, now we have enough guys where everybody can can get one on their own team uh, and more. Marvel.com. Will uh, Ian Zola be making any appearances in the upcoming book? Oh, that would be cool, right? Uh, it would. Say, let's just let's just put it this way. I ask. I've asked for basically everyone. Like there, there's not there's there's not going to be a whole lot of of you know cat villains that you know that I haven't said. Oh, I've got an idea for that one. Uh, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't roll out Zola at all. He's he's uh, he's somebody I would very much look forward to writing. Uh, CBR. Uh, what um, what makes Hydra like the perfect uh, villain for Captain America upon his return? Like, why did you choose Hydra? Well, uh, first of all, I'm I'm a sucker for the the, the kind of big amorphous uh, cabal type organizations. Um, 
so there's that, and then there's also the fact that I'm uh, kind of the reigning Secret Warriors fanboy, so, uh, you know, that, that especially gives me kind of a, a, a soft spot for Hydra, but in terms of why they're always the perfect, uh, you know, why I think they're kind of a perfect uh, opponent for Steve is they're entirely ideological. Um, you know, you're giving uh, you're giving Steve a chance to go up against something that is completely and diametrically opposed to his own worldview, to his own belief system, um, and you know. Uh, that's that's fun, you know. It's, it's it's fun when when your villain is is uh, a complete mirror opposite. I also think that there's always something nice about when you're talking about these big organizations, and we're we're definitely doing a new and different take on uh, how Hydra recruits, how Hydra looks, how they operate, the things that they do. Um, you know, the, all of that is is the skull has thrown out the playbook, and and it's become something else. Uh, but it's, at its core, it's still the same thing. It's still, a, a, it, you know, it's, it's, it's still something that's deeply rooted in fascism. It's still, uh, you know, something that's, um, you know, that, 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 that has, has roots in things that are dark and sinister and, uh, you know, that, that, that has a, 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 a worldview that is built on control at all costs. Um, and, you know, to put that up against Steve, uh, is, is just you, you always get something out of that. And I've just always, I've always wanted to kind of, uh, firm up the bond between the Red Skull and Hydra. Um, you know, I, I, I think that there's, there's a, a natural fit there that they, the two haven't always been connected. There have been points when they were, but, um, you know, I really felt like there's, there's obviously been a vacuum there. Uh, Zemo built up Hydra very much in an old school way. Um, you know, and really was sort of combining it and merging it with his, with his more of his standard masters of evil, uh, approach. Um, you know, and so it's great to kind of have the, the skull come in and really scoff at that and tear it down and see how Zemo reacts to that. Um, you know, so a lot of what we're doing here is very much kind of the war for the soul of Hydra. And, um, you know, there are very different ideas about where Hydra should go from here. So the whole organization is in a really interesting place, and there's there's a lot to vote up. Uh, it looks like we have time for, for one more. Um, Nuzorama, you got one? I do. So we've got Zemo and we've got the Red Skull coming up. And uh, you mentioned earlier that you're really excited to work with some of these classic cat villains. Who else from his rogues gallery are we going to see coming up? Who do you have uh, in the works for the future, maybe post Civil War II? Um, can I can I say any? <laughs> you can, you can. Just be uh, just just be judicious. Remember, you can't take it back once you've said it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna play this safe. Again, the the thing the thing that I would say is. It's more a question of who's not going to show up in a lot of ways. Um, you know, everything really is on the table, and I'm, I'm really grateful to, uh, to Tom for that because, um, you know, I've, I've kind of uh, gotten everything that I wanted, which is really nice. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, no, no, nothing, nothing. I got nothing for you. All right. Since since that was a non-answer, let's let's do one yeah. more. Real quick. Uh, IGN. 
it was kind of interesting how Steve actually regained his powers in standoff. It wasn't just a case of him getting another injection of the super soldier serum, but he had this living cosmic cube actually reach inside his body and kind of remake him from the inside out. So is there going to be some sort of consequence to that, or is he going to be discovering things about his abilities or whatever that have changed since last time? Um, I mean, I think it's not so much a thing of consequence um, so much as the disorientation of it. Um, You know, that's the thing that we'll be exploring a lot. As far as what Kovic did... Uh, you know, it's, it's, she, she fixed him, you know, she, she, she restored him. So I've, I've seen a lot of people be like, well, what is he now? And, um, you know, he's, 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 he's the Steve that you knew before the Iron Nail. Um, you know, that, that, that he's, he's kind of back in that position. So there hasn't been like a fundamental change. Um, uh, but again, you know, the, the, the key stuff to deal with is really, um, uh, the fact that he was, and he was an old man, um, you know, and and really looking at the end of his life and making peace, and uh, you know, prepared to slow down, and uh, was maybe happier doing that than people realized, and um, was maybe not as desperate as people might think to have that reversed, and so there's that uh, that's kind of weighing on him heavily. Um, and then there's also just uh, the physical day-to-day change that that would, you know, the adjustment process that that would take. I mean, anybody, you know, who's, uh, you know, undergone any kind of physical therapy or anything knows that, that you know, when you've gotten used to not having something, having it again uh, is tricky. And, um, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't, you know, take. there's a learning process that's involved. So, I mean, we see even in, in the... Free comic book page. Steve is not as acrobatic and evasive as we've typically seen him. He's, he's kind of lumbering into all of his fights and, and, you know, taking a lot of body blows up front, um, you know, and that has to do with a kind of carelessness and everything that, that, that comes from the restoration. So, uh, so there's, there's, there's a lot to deal with there. All right, so that is, uh, I'll, I'll let you go, Nick. That's all the time we've got um, for, for this one, but uh, Free Comic Book Day is is next Saturday, May seventh. Um, you can look forward to Thunderbolts number one next Wednesday, May fourth, and uh, Captain America Steve Rogers number one is hitting on May twenty fifth. So you got a nice action packed May full of of Captain America related goodies. Um, Nick, thank you so much for taking the time. Tom, you as well. Um, and I, I hope you guys all check out the book. Thanks for for chatting with us, gents. There you go. Can't wait to find out what happens next in Captain America. And uh, it all begins next Saturday, Free Comic Book Day. Uh, Hope you have an enjoyable Free Comic Book Day next Saturday. And uh, that's May 6th. I I will be busy on a special secret project, so I can't get to go and have fun on Free Comic Book Day. That's all right. Uh, It'll be a fun project once I get to share it with you in the weeks ahead. But I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Word Balloon. It's a freebie today. No sponsors. Just uh, wanted to get this out in time while it's timely and uh, let you hear what Nick and Tom and uh, some of the press had to say about this uh, recent wrinkle in the life of Steve Rogers. Of course, all leading up to the film next uh, Friday as well, Captain America Civil War. So uh, neat timing 
And uh, thank you for listening. More coming up in the month of May from Word Balloon. Make sure you stick around and uh, keep uh, checking at wordballoon.com for new updates. Questions or comments about the show, reach me via email, john at wordballoon.com. You can follow me on Twitter at John Word Balloon or also on Facebook under my name, John Suntress, and, of course, the Word Balloon Network. So uh, enjoy Word Balloon. Don't forget you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, of course, iTunes, and every week as well at wordballoon.com. That's where you'll find the archive of over 700 episodes. I don't even know. I should really start counting the hours because this episode is under an hour. But uh, think about how many three- and even four-hour episodes Word Balloon has had. So I really got to sit down and uh, tabulate the numbers at some point. But uh, thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for the great recent feedback as well on a lot of uh, current episodes. And, uh, man, I got to tell you, we got just lots more fun coming up in the months ahead as we head full on into convention season. So until next time, thanks for listening. Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions, copyright 2016.